Hello everyone and welcome back to the Paint Me, Sculpt Me, Build Me podcast. So I'm your hostess Nuria, as you may know if you've listened to previous episodes and today we are coming with a very special topic that I am honestly pretty pumped to talk about because it's something that amazes me and I'm sure it will amaze you hopefully when you are done listening to this episode. So what is this topic? This topic is all about architectural structures, but not only any architectural structure. We're going to specifically talk about the transition that was made in architecture when we went from Romantic to Gothic. And yeah... I know at first it can seem a little boring, maybe, I hope not, but I think it's a pretty cool topic because honestly, like, the transition they made in the structures enabled, they enable a beautiful architectural style like gothic cathedrals, especially, and It is just amazing and we're gonna dive into this. But first, but first, before I go in, let's just make a pit stop and go follow the Instagram of this podcast, which is paintmescoldmate.podcast. Paintmescoldmate.podcast on Instagram. Okay, now we're gonna get started. Okay, so the architectural transition from Romantic to Gothic. So... In order to understand this transition, it is essential to talk about one technical aspect, which is the one that made this architectural transition possible, the structures, as we said. So let's first start with the basic structure of a Romantic church. Okay, since we're talking from Romantic to Gothic, we're going to start with Romantic because it is the previous one and it is the simpler. Okay, so... The basic structure of a Romantic church. So we're going to talk about two elements, mainly, which are the semicircular arch and the barrel vault. Okay, starting with the semicircular arch. This structure, it is the most typical in Romantic architecture. It is the one we see the most. It is the most visible and recognizable. And it is... The one that we can find in doorways, we can find it in vaults, as we're going to see afterwards. We can find it in windows, and it is the structural solution to the next problem, which is, I have a wall. How do I open up a door, create a hallway, whatever. So, to form this arch, you can't just place the stones in any way you want. Like, you have to place them in a way in which they're going to stay still and not fall, which basically is the ultimate purpose of any architectural construction. You don't want your building to fall, obviously. So, how do you place the stones? To place the stones, you are going to use a wooden structure that you place underneath the space that you have to build the arch. And let's say that, for example, the space we have... It's um, five meters of a diameter. Okay, this wooden structure they used is called a false work. Now, in order for the arch not to fall, you can't use 
a thin wall that supports its weight because it's gonna fall off. And obviously, as we said, we don't want our building to fall off. And so if you don't want your wall to fall off, you're gonna have to make it thick so it can support the arch's weight. And why is this? Well, this is pretty much because the horizontal load thrust the arch makes over the wall, it is just... Let me explain it this way, okay? This is a little physics problem and I am not a physician whatsoever. So I'm not a scientist, I'm an art historian. So just excuse my very, 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 very basic knowledge of physics. But basically, a horizontal load thrust, it is the weight of the arch in this case, it is pushing the wall outwards. And you don't want that, like you want the weight of the arch to go down, so to go vertical and it's going horizontally. And if it goes horizontally, this means, like we said, you can't just put a thin wall, you have to make a thick one in, in order to make this wall able to support the arch's weight. Okay, so this is the first typical structure that we find in the Romanic architecture. And all of these architectural structures, we're gonna talk about them in churches, which is the most typical building that we see both in Romanic and Gothic. Okay, so moving on. The next one, which includes a few secondary ones, but it is the next main one. And this is a barrel vault. Okay, so what is a barrel vault? This type of vault is the three-dimensional projection of a semicircular arch. So, to explain it in a more simple way. We can describe a barrel vault as a vault that is formed by a sequence of multiple semicircular arches, in this case, but it creates a tunnel effect so when you are underneath a barrel vault you are looking into the perspective of a tunnel so we can understand it and this is a structure that is only used inside okay like the semicircular arch can be used both inside and outside the building okay so this vault used inside of the building and it usually is used to divide the the church in this case into into aisles okay so into naves as we call them and it is just a structure that uh, gives the building a ceiling basically so what is a nave? So, as I just said, we can say that a nave is an aisle, basically. Like, you're thinking of the grocery store aisle. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a little aisle. And a church can have just one aisle, or it can have multiple. So, the biggest church I've seen, it had... 
I believe maybe it was like seven aisles, which is a lot. But like, you typically don't see a church with that many naves. We're gonna just use naves because it's the more proper term. You don't see a church that has that many naves. The bigger um, churches you're gonna you're gonna encounter are usually gonna have five max. Like it is very rare to find a church that has more than five. We talked about the the fact that a barrel vault creates a tunnel effect, and a tunnel usually is dark, right? Like unless it has artificial lighting like nowadays it is just pitch black inside so it creates a dark effect it makes the inside of the building dark and this is one of the issues and one of the main characteristics we're gonna face in romantic architecture and the reason why they are so dark all of these churches is because the building has very thick walls and those very thick walls you can't just open up a window inside because they are carrying and supporting the weight of really really heavy structures like these vaults and these arches so you can't just go and open a big window because like you're taking off um yeah you're taking off stones off the wall which is gonna make the wall lighter and weaker and you can do that because your building is gonna fall and like we said we don't want our building to fall so a way of creating extra support for the vault's weight is to install right underneath it is to install a bow sash which is essentially a visible semicircular arch that that is attached to the vault and it gives it more support so to make the walls carry even less weight we have edge vaults which is a new structure that is formed by the combination of two barrel vaults crossed perpendicularly one is facing horizontally and the other one is facing vertically so it is creating like a cross pattern and it its weight rests on four pillars one for each part of the vaults so to support the horizontal load thrust created by the vault, you place attached to the outside part of the wall and aligned with a pillar, a buttress. And a buttress is a structure that we're gonna see more towards the end of Romantic architecture because it is more typical to see it in Gothic architecture, but towards the end we can see it towards the beginning. Mm, barely any if not any <laughs> and yeah it is a pillar that goes outside the building and it goes outside the building but aligned with a pillar that is inside and that helps support the weight of these vaults okay so those are the basic structures you need to know to understand the romantic structures and romantic architecture now we're gonna go into gothic okay going into gothic architecture we are gonna see a new type of arch that is going to be implemented and this type of arch is the pointed arch and the reason why they decide to switch 
to this new arch is because this arch is much lighter than a semicircular arch and therefore the walls won't have to support as much weight because the low thrust of this arch is vertical. So it relies directly on the wall and the wall can therefore be thinner, which is a good thing because in Gothic, they're all about making a big yet tall and just stylized building that can help the Christian, when, it, when he walks into the church, just be amazed by what, by what he's seeing and just, like, they want to make almost like an ecstasy experience for the Christian that walks into the church. And for that, they believe that they need to make a tall, beautiful building. And using a pointed arch is going to be key for this. With the new type of arch that is a pointed arch, it comes a new type of vault. And this vault is the ribbed vault. It is formed more complexly than the barrel vault because it is formed by four pointed arches supported by four pillars. This, these pillars are also supporting the weight of four more arches that are that are crisscrossing, so they're making an X. And therefore, this vault is composed by eight pointed arches total. So, four of them are following the square pattern of the four pillars, and the other four are crisscrossed. They're going diagonally. So, one pillar would be supporting the weight of three arches. And this, for just one pillar, it is a pretty heavy horizontal low thrust. So just to take some weight off the pillar and keep it thin, they are gonna install, once again, buttresses aligned with the pillars. But we are gonna see buttresses in every Gothic church. Okay, like it is more typical for the gothic architecture than it is for romantic just to keep that in mind and so to help combat this horizontal load thrust they are gonna install right on top of the buttress that goes outside a little pinnacle which is a cone-shaped stone that makes the load thrust more vertical and so by installing these the wall is gonna be carrying less weight and you can open up bigger windows which is key to Gothic architecture because they want the building to be bright and they want a lot of natural lighting coming in through these tinted windows that you see all over Google when you Google a Gothic cathedral. So lighting is fundamental in Gothic cathedrals and if you have a thin wall that allows you to open up a big window, that's a plus. So this that we just explained would work perfectly fine if the cathedral had just one nave, but it's not really the case of uh, a lot of Gothic cathedrals really, because most of them are gonna have like five at least. So yeah, we're gonna see cathedrals that are gonna have like five naves and all these structures we just talked about would work 
if it was a one-nave cathedral, but pretty much none of them are. And so what do we do? If we want a bigger nave cathedral, you know, if we want a five-nave cathedral, what do we do? So every problem has its solution. And the solution for this is the magnificent, the structure that I love when I see Gothic cathedrals, it is the flying buttress. So what is a flying buttress? So it is shaped like a thin strap and this thin strap also has a little canal going down the middle so when it rains water can fall off. And this structure, what it's going to do, it is going to transmit the horizontal low thrust from, from the vault to the buttress, allow, allowing these to have a little separation from the main nape's wall and still be able to get nice lighting through the windows that they're gonna open up in the wall. Yeah, it is basically taking off weight off of the wall and just giving it to the buttress. That's right. And so, like we just said, these flying buttresses also help with rainwater. And this water, when it goes down, it falls off the little canal that goes down the flying buttress and it will end up falling off to the ground through a gargoyle. Like, yes, remember these little figures that were in the hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah, those little stone figures. Yeah, so they have a hole inside that just allows water to fall out. And that's what they're there for. So they are not only decorative pieces, they're also functional because they let water off the building. Okay, so I think this is pretty much it that we have to talk about. Like, I definitely want to talk about more topics regarding Gothic art, but these, the structural transition that is made from Romanic to Gothic like we just saw, it just amazes me, you know, because like the technology that goes behind it, it is pretty cool to see this go on in like the 12th, 13th century. So props to them, honestly, props to them because this is pretty cool. And it's just only gonna get better, which it is simply amazing and also, if any Spanish listeners that are listening to this episode are here and you want to know more about this topic, you can check out a video that a YouTuber named Ter, it is called Por qué Notre Dame no se cayó? So, translated to English, Why Notre Dame Didn't Fall. And she filmed this video in 2019 when the whole Notre Dame fires happened and she explained the reason why the cathedral didn't end up falling. And she explains all of these architectural transitions. So if you want to go and watch that, just to inform yourself, if you want to get an architect perspective, which she is an architect, so I would really recommend that if you know some Spanish and you're interested in this topic. And so, yeah, guys, that would be pretty much it for today's episode. 
And like I said, go follow our Instagram, which is paintmescoldme.podcast on Instagram. Okay, guys, see you next time. Hope you enjoy. Bye.